Full Circle Podcast with Julie, Glenn and Phil. Exploring and expanding the consciousness. Learning from each other. We discuss and explore our journeys of spiritual development. You are now tuned in to the Full Circle Frequency. Hello and welcome to the Full Circle Podcast. Hello. Hello, Hello. Julie. Hello, Glenn. And um, she's not having a full introduction today, (laughs) but hello, Cathy. Hello. Cathy's back. Nice um, to be back, thank you. It's me, it's so, Kathy. <laughs> home now. I am definitely home. <laughs> so I know during your last episode, Kathy, that we recorded, uh, we were talking about uh, bringing you back to talk about past lives. Um, so we're here. We're talking about past lives tonight. Um, so before we kick off, how is everybody? Good. I didn't sleep very well last night, though. I think the full moon's affected me a bit this time. It's a bit delayed. <laughs> That's what it was. I woke up at half past five this morning, and that ah. never happens to me. So there's something on the cards. I woke up at ten to five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and I was just wide awake. So I came down, had a drink, and I went back to bed for a couple of hours. But, uh, yeah. Not really tired. Do you tend, you know, when you when you realise that you've woke up at a certain time, do you tend to look at those numbers and do you do you look into what those numbers I, mean? I intend to do it, but I haven't had a chance to do it today, but I will do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but the first thing I thought when I saw it, I can't really repeat on this <laughs> podcast. What was what time did you wake up, Glenn? Five thirty. <laughs> Mine was ten to five. So five. Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd be interested in seeing what the number eight oh, of is, course. Yeah, Glenn, yeah. for, you, for yeah. yourself. Infinity. And then 450, 50, yeah. so nine. Okay. For you, Julie, then, with that. So that's the number of completion, isn't it, as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I normally have a look at what time I wake up and make a note of it, and it tends to be a similar time when I do wake up. Yeah. That's very interesting. Cathy do does that. You do that a lot, don't you, Cathy, with the numbers? with. I- um, yeah, yeah, I do. I tend to find that if I'm not listening to spirit, they'll wake me up at the same time. So it'll be like four, three, four, and that'll <laughs> keep happening until I stop and listen. So Is yeah, that my, why they're doing it. <laughs> yeah, mine's wow. been four, three, four, mm. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So yeah, I think that's obviously eleven, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's uh, wake up, listen, look, look at the balance that you need to readdress in your life. Mm. That's that's for mm. me. That's that's what that is. I know it is. Yeah. Mine's definitely the full moon. It tends to happen quite a lot, but usually earlier on. So this mm. is after the full moon this time. I think there's a few people feeling the effects of this full moon after at the minute. Oh, I've noticed. Okay, I thought it was just me. Mm. Something strange going on. Something how normal. How normal. <laughs> well, last night I was using the crystal ball with some students um, online there and the energy was intense and it kept knocking out the signals of the uh, the internet there and the actual class. And because we was all using crystal balls, Ooh. it was like um, a Wallace and Gromit cartoon you know, with, <laughs> with the frames and everything going really slow. And we were all experiencing... Um, like headaches, a bit of sickness as well, like seasickness, um, with the intensity of the, the crystals as well that we were using, combination. So I don't mm. know whether that had any bearing on me waking up at that time as well. Right. Mm. Combination. Uh, yeah. What about yourself, Phil? Have you uh, been all right? Because we haven't seen you for a few weeks, have we? No, no. I've been um, working with the different energies, working with the full moon energies. Um, and actually... Bit, really invested in myself um you've been walking not just emotionally but physically walking a lot i've just just this uh friday i think it was 
I did uh, Kinder Scout, which is the highest peak in Derbyshire. Uh -huh. Fantastic views. Wow. Um, up there. So, yeah, trying to get out walking. And obviously, I've got my walking, uh, been out with John, my partner, but also my walking partner's here today. Yeah. So, yeah. that's good. So, <laughs> we get out on quite a few adventures, don't we, Cathy, actually, with that? Yeah, we um, we like exploring Derbyshire mainly, but hopefully we'll go further afield. You yeah. know, once restrictions are eased, we'll be able to go Scotland. That's what we're oh, hoping to do, aren't fair. we? My, um, my cousin runs a uh, a mountaineering um course group right so he takes people out up into the mountains of scotland so we're looking at doing that at some point fantastic um and we've both just kathy haven't we we're both just qualified in shinrin yoku so we are both fully qualified forest bathers Ooh, now as well so so some really good invest um, investment in self recently so that's good Perfect. Do you know what we ought to do at some stage? Do an outside broadcast uh, with the with both of you, uh, talking us through that. You know, maybe go through a bit of a session there, um, mm. a location if uh, if you're both up for that. We are actually at the end of this month, Glenn. We've got yep. an event, haven't we, Cathy? Yeah. Do you we, want to talk about? Yes, that? Um, at the end of May, spring, the beginning of the spring bank holiday weekend. We're doing, we, we haven't called it forest bathing because we, to be honest, we didn't know whether we'd have completed our modules by then. So we've called yeah. it rambling in consciousness. Yeah. But a lot of the things that we already do, I found the modules quite easy because, mm. well, we both did distinctions. So obviously we found it easy. Oh, well done. Can but, we have a round of applause for that? Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> to be honest, the, I actually was joking with one of my friends and I said, one of the modules was talking about you go up to a tree, you hug a tree, you press your heart against the tree and you feel the tree's energies. And I thought, doesn't everybody do that anyway? So a yeah. lot of the things were things that we do organically. We do naturally. Already. We already do. It's probably what you do, Julie. It's probably what you do, Glenn. Yeah. But all of a sudden we're being told that this is what we, that's how you are supposed to get the full experience in nature so it's actually understanding the biology as well as the spiritual principles behind why you do what you do so you can explain it to other people. Yeah, so it was it was lovely. I've, it was probably one of the best courses I've yeah, ever done. Yeah. I've really enjoyed it. it Sorry, I've, I've gone away from rambling and in consciousness. did you do that? Can we ask where you did that? It, I just did it online and it's called, uh, but you have to actually, there's some activities where they tell you to go into yeah. the woods and do okay. it. And yeah, you have to that. do practical, don't you? Yeah. It's the yeah. centre of excellence, Glenn. Yeah. So they've got thousands of different courses. Oh, I'm into that. So, Sounds yeah. fascinating. I've just enrolled on one about being a spiritual life coach. So Ooh. using what you already know, again, yeah, you would excel at it, Glenn, because it's probably what you do anyway. Oh, and okay. you, you, you know, when you're doing your crystal and development, but yeah. it's actually continuing that um, and understanding again the principles why you do what you're doing organically. And that's it's yeah. so I've just enrolled on that, so it made me quite addicted to learning again. So, mm. like Phil, I've been investing in me. Good, yeah. oh, I'll, yeah. I'll take a look into that. Sounds fascinating. I did my crystal course with them as well. Oh, did you? Yeah, so I did Brilliant. that in 2019 and I got a distinction. So, and I'm also doing the aromatherapy course as well with them. Oh, that's lovely. I was yeah. looking at that, I was yeah. actually looking it's at the room, quite tricky. <laughs> yeah, it looked really involved. Yeah. I'm already doing a mindfulness for children course yeah. through work, so I thought that might be too much all at once. So that's There's about really 20 modules. It's, um, yeah. Mm, well done, yeah. you. Thank you. I like how their courses incorporate a lot of different things, like the one, the, the Shinrin Yoku course, incorporated learning about tea ceremonies. And I thought, that's fantastic. That's lovely. I loved yeah. learning about the tea ceremonies and doing that. So, so Glenn, what I was yeah. going to say is when we do, when we, when we have this event at the end of May, you're more than welcome to come. Um, oh, oh, thank you. And what date is that? I could be away that weekend. Right. In actual fact, but you know, I'll, I'll check, you know, I'll go through the diary and that and we'll, we'll sort something out. Definitely. Yeah. Because it, we go into the Trinity Chapel. So oh. um, we'll be feeling, we'll be, using uh working with the energies in, yeah. in that chapel as well so it's the 30th of my May, birthday Julie. then <laughs> oh <Sorry>. wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so yeah 
I thought you were going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, moving on. (laughs) Um, Past lives. Past lives. And I'm sure we're all familiar with what what a past life is. Now that um, Kathy's here, mainly because um, she has quite a lot of knowledge around past lives and personal past lives, but also me and Kathy have... Um, we're we're part of the same soul group, so we've been in the same past lives together over a few different lives. Um, got a, f- a few different theories of past lives. Yeah, myself, it's something that I like to think about and theorize over. Um, what are your thoughts on what a past life is, Kathy? Um, oh, that's a tricky one. Fancy picking on me first. Um, <laughs> so I, at first I used to think it was possibly ancestral men, memories because I, I, I'm a strong believer that we are all one and we're all interconnected. So for a long time I used to think it was just ancestral memories. So we went somewhere and we'd actually pick up on something, maybe our great-grandmother or something experienced. Yeah. yeah. But I'm going to say something a bit controversial. I think spirit... Um, communicates with me quite violently sometimes. For example, I never used to believe that the body had a soul that was separate until I had a motorbike accident and had an out-of-body experience. And then all of a sudden I suddenly realised I did have a soul. I never believed that the dead communicated with me until they used to wake me up in the early hours of the mornings and talk to me. And it's the same with past lives. I didn't really believe in past lives as such, that it was a personal experience that your soul had until I began my Reiki journey. So until then, I'd had a reoccurring dream, which I will go into more detail with when Phil asked me to. But I had this reoccurring dream, but it was sort of backwards. It started with me drowning at sea, and then it went backwards. And then when I started my Reiki journey, I ended up meeting different souls within my Reiki group who I know I'd shared that particular past life with. And as I looked at them, I could see the character they were in my dream. And it was so bizarre, so bizarre. And I think Spirit was saying told you past lives were real <laughs> so i do think, i think i do think sometimes i need to be slapped in the face with things before i accept them i am taurus and i am quite stubborn <laughs> when you were talking about ancestral memories kathy i was thinking about that earlier and i think actually we do have that ability to tap to tune into ancestral lives don't we we do yeah. have that ability Absolutely. we have the ability to tune into the the con- the, the the whole the universal consciousness so different levels i have mm. yeah definitely so i we have that ability to tune into everybody's lives um does that make sense am it, i making it sense does. i mean my guide used to tell me a long time ago now um Say, for example, you know, if you're struggling with a particular task that you have to do and you're thinking, I have no idea how to do this. He said, well, just ask, you know, and we'll connect you with the the right people and they'll bring through their skills through you to enable you to complete that task. Mm -hmm. And they do this, obviously, with me being a musician and a a drummer. um, The amount of times that I've had some famous uh, drummers, rock star drummers coming through and play using me as a vehicle to play mm-hmm. and i it's almost as if i'm just watching somebody else's hands and legs move and you know i've got no idea how they're doing it so i know that they do do this and so i can kind of connect with what you're saying there phil yeah i think even though we can connect to if we're in a certain place, if we're in a certain building, we can connect to those energies, energies. of that building, can't yeah. we? And go back in time. Can that feel way. the atmosphere as well. Yeah, we can connect to different lives in that air, in that place, can't it's we? It's also like deja vu, isn't it? When you go to a place yeah. you know you've been before, even though it's your first time there. So I think that's connected to uh, mm. past life as well. Yeah. Um, I do, though, think that we have our own separate lives, our... Our own timeline. Yes, 
our own, our, our, our soul, our, our own soul journey. Soul mean? journey. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, Kathy, do you want to tell tell one of the stories of one of you one of the past life stories? The one that sort of sucked me in <laughs> to it all first was really Lincoln. I've never been to Lincoln. I hadn't in this life. I was every time somebody mentioned the word Lincoln, I used to get like goosebumps on the back of my neck and feel really drawn <coughs> to the place. Didn't know why. Um, anyway, so the dream I'd had, I was can drowned. I, sorry, sorry, can I just stop you for a second? This has a really sad ending for me in this past life. Oh. Okay, I'll brace myself. Then. And okay. carry on, carry on. Okay. <laughs> we just have to remind ourselves that Phil is the focus of this story. <laughs> <laughs> ah, right. Okay. okay. So in, in my dream, uh, the one I had, I've had a reoccurring if you like nightmare, I know everyone has the dreams where they're drowning. It's quite common and it's supposed to be psychologically a sign that you feel like you're not coping and being swamped. But this wasn't like that. This was vivid. This was, it wasn't even me. I didn't look like me. I had a wider forehead. My eyes were further apart. I had long, almost reddish hair. It. I know it wasn't me, yeah. but it was me. So anyway, I'm. I'm being deported to Australia and the ship goes down and I drown at sea. So that's how the the dream, the dream was. Yeah. Yeah. And then each time it was almost like I was going back, chapter after chapter in a book, going, going backwards. backwards. Yeah. So then yeah. before that, then after that, I'm, I'm in court and I'm actually apologising for defending and hiding a highwayman who's killed someone. Mm. And then... Anyway, so I'll, that's, that's how the dream unravelled. But I will tell you the story from the beginning. So from the beginning, I was a scullery maid in this past life, working in this tavern. So basically, I did a lot of research afterwards when it unravelled, and that was very common for orphans to be put inside the taverns to work as servants slash scullery maids, sort of child labour. Yeah. But yeah. back in the 16th century, you know, during the time of... Um, when the A1 to London was a massive road, so from London to Lincoln would be a very busy road. And in this tavern, I had a very visual memory of it, it had a massive open fireplace, stone fireplace, and in the courtyard there was a small chapel, which seems rather incongruous, but there was. And the chapel, there was a, a priest that lived in the chapel, and he, grew, he had a walled garden where he grew vegetables and herbs, which in exchange for what he gave to the kitchen... They fed him every day. So yeah, he like was, his board. Like mm. his board. That was his regular, you know, he, they, they looked after him and he gave them vegetables. and, and like bartering, wasn't it? A, a, there was a lot of bartering in, in those days, wasn't there? So rather than money exchanging hand, people sort of did favours. And during this, during this, um, uh, so he was, that seems a very strange thing to have in a tavern courtyard. But in my dream, it was there. And then there was a, a gentleman who used to regularly frequent the tavern who became my friend because he was kind to me, who is the character that Phil was. So all <laughs> Phil in a past life. And right. he was a coachman. And he oh. used to regularly come and the livery stables were just over the road and he used to live, uh, put his horses in livery and come and stay at the tavern on his journeys. There was also a guy in it who was a highwayman who was actually my lover or one of my lovers, because I think in those days you was the hostess with lots of mostesses. <laughs> so you, you had to make your living somehow as a poor scullery maid. But sure. this particular person was somebody I know I was in love with. I know because some of the memories and part of that dream were very intense and very vivid. This, yes, they definitely did. In fact, to the extent that I could remember smelling burning fat, which must have been the old candles and the hay, and I used to sleep in the attic room, which was above. Now, this all sounds very much like, what oh, a lovely romantic story. <laughs> However, um, it isn't. It doesn't end well because the highwayman is coming back and holds up a coach, doesn't realise that it's my friend on the coach, and kills right. him. Oh, But dear. the person dies. Oh, no. The person de <laughs> dies defending what is actually an empty coach. There's no money in it. So this is my dream. So then I hide the highwayman and get caught for hiding him. And the person who betrays me is the priest because he's jealous of 
people having cardinal relationships because he, he can't. So right, you can see right. that that's yeah. where the jealousy comes in. Now, this sounds like a lovely romantic or dramatic story until you wind to a time when I was, um, <laughs> there's always a theme behind it, seeing this guy who took me on a romantic holiday to Lincoln. Uh-huh. And he booked in what looked like from the front, because the facade was very different from the back, a Georgian type terrace. So I went in for a bed and breakfast, went round the back, and there's a stone courtyard. Wow. And the stone courtyard. And she says, Oh, yes, this used to be a tavern years ago. It was this 14th century <laughs> medieval tavern. And I'm looking and I'm shaking because it was the tavern of my dreams. Wow. And they sh- yeah. where the reception area is, there's a massive stone fireplace what used to be the original tavern fireplace. So I'm shaking. And at the time I used to smoke. So I went outside for a cigarette while my partner at the time was checking in. And I'm thinking, this isn't real. This isn't real. I I don't know where I am. And I went to wander around and there's a little stone chapel there with a walled garden still there. So I went back into the reception. I said, I've got to ask. So that looks like a church. Yes, it's very strange. It was a stone chapel and it used to have (laughs) its own cottage garden and it used to be part of the tavern. (laughs) Oh, of course it did. (laughs) That's normal. So so anyway, then we went in and um, they gave us our room and the guy who I was with, I won't say his name because I'm no longer with him, the guy who I was with said, I don't like this room, it smells of smoke. And they said, we thought you wanted a smoking room. And he said, no, no. Wanted a non-smoking. We want we want a non-smoking yeah. room because yeah. even though I did smoke, I would never have smoked indoors. So they moved us. They said we've only got this attic room. <laughs> <laughs> so we went up into an attic room, and this is where I I literally my legs went from under me because as I looked out of the window, I could see the thing in my dream, which was the livery stables over a big field. There's another separate building, which was the horses' livery stables. Oh. And at that point, I phoned my friend who I felt I'd shared this life with. Mm. And, I, and her name's Julie. I don't think she'd mind me mentioning her. And she was one of the other girls who was a scullery maid there. And we, we always said we felt like we were sisters and she was the younger sister. And I phoned her up and I told her and she said, take photos, take photos wherever you go. Yeah. Yeah. And I did. And there was orbs everywhere. So so it's quite an exciting story. Not exciting for Phil, obviously, because he was my friend and I ended up protecting the guy who killed him. But I did love them both, but in a very different way. Yeah. Mm. That's amazing. Yes. So I had to believe in past lives after after that. that. Well, definitely. (laughs) One way of finding out. So, yeah. Did you feel your soul's calling to go back to that location or was it taken out of your hands and you, you just ended up there? I've always felt, like I said, the very word Lincoln used to make me go tingling, yeah. but I'd never been. But it was almost like spirit said, well, for goodness sake, I'm going to send you there. <laughs> so I'd, I'd wanted York because I feel drawn to York from another past yeah, life. I'd wanted to go to York. And my partner said, I've decided we've both been to York with other people. So we're going to go somewhere we've never been with anybody else. Yeah. So he'd booked Lincoln. And in a way, his jealousy paid off because (laughs) he took me down somewhere where, yeah. And and it ended up that in my Reiki group, and again, I won't identify them in case they ever listen, they might be embarrassed. But within my Reiki group, the guy who was the priest was in that group because he knew he'd had some past life regression and told a story that he was once a priest and he knew he lived in Lincoln, but he knew he'd betrayed people. And that was it. Wow. And um, my, I will mention him, my Tai Chi instructor, I've already always told him that he was my lover in a past life. <laughs> <laughs> I says, but don't worry, it's all been done and dusted. But <laughs> um, he was the guy who I protected. And I know it was him. And he was hung anyway. Wow. Yeah. That is amazing. And the fact that you've all sort of, Remet in these different lives, mm. different timelines, mm. um, yeah. almost to um, unfinished business. I was just going to say that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I do think um, I, I am going to stop talking about the Lincoln one in a minute, but it is—it's been so powerful. I do think the karmic lessons, because we talk about karmic soul contracts yeah. that yeah. we've learned from that, have molded us for who we are. Because um, yeah. Phil, who's my Tai Chi master, is the most 
unmercenary man you would ever hope to meet. In fact, he just gets embarrassed about people paying for his lessons. He's not, he's so not bothered about money. Yeah. And I believe that that is perhaps his karmic yeah. lesson that he learned from a life when actually he gave everything he had for money. I mean, you know, he lost a friend, a drinking buddy, because he didn't realise who it was, but it was too late. Yeah. He lost, you know, he lost his own life as a result. And I do think as well, the way Phil is, as in this lovely Phil, in this life is part of that as well. Our Phil. Our Phil. <laughs> Our, Our yeah. Phil. Yeah. Little Phil and Big Phil, I call yeah. them, to differentiate them. So our, my lovely soul brother, Phil, I think he realises as well about material things that he lost his life protecting what he thought was his security. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this life, he realises that his security doesn't lie in material things, mm-hmm. that his security lies in his spiritual and, and inward journey yeah. and happiness. I think those past lives come up at a time when you are ready for that lesson as well. Mm. They kind of mm. come up as a reminder, <laughs> as as a, maybe a dream or something like that. Yeah. But they always they always come back at the right time. At, the right, at time. the right time, I would agree with that. I've got to ask Phil: Have you any recollection, either it be it in dream state or meditation, or even in your your waking consciousness of that? past life that Kathy yeah, was speaking about? Yeah, I've done about. Um, a vision quest on that past life as okay. well. So as well as the people that that I, I, I know the people that Kathy's talking about as right. well, but yeah. it's, it's, it's there's a wider circle with, with people as well. Uh, yeah, so one of my friends, I was the, I always rode shotgun on the back, I wasn't the driver. Um, um, but one of my friends was the driver on that carriage. Um and we've been in that situation driving right. and shotgun um, in a few different past lives as well, and this life. Mm. So re so that that situation replaying itself as well. Mm. Bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. Until that karmic lesson is learned. So um, I don't mind sharing. It is quite a personal disclosure. But when this. Obviously, that relationship I was in in that life was quite toxic. <laughs> you know, I was with a villain and it was a toxic, yeah. Swipe, yeah. quite an abusive relationship, right. really. Mm-hmm. And then um, when I first began my Reiki journey, I had actually just come out of an abusive, violent relationship. Ah, so I believe that that closure of that particularly karmic circle was mm. then, I needed to know it then, that actually this is something I've regularly done. And I need to, at that point, stop. Break the cycle. Break yeah. the cycle. And it was when I began my Reiki one. So, yeah, oh. I think that was very powerful. There's a theory that I heard, um, I would say, a few months ago now, and it kind of blew me away a little bit. And that was the fact that um, because our souls are um, divided up, we can be having simultaneous lives all at the same time because there is Mm. no such thing as time all we have is now and so in effect um that experience that you was describing there that could be happening now yeah (laughs) do you know what i mean and it's feeding your now moments as well so it's it's all a yeah i think that's tied into what you were saying earlier on julie about um deja vu yeah, as well. I've that had that regularly when I've so, been places and yeah. I know I've been before and I know how to get to the place as well and I know what's going to be there Yeah, when I've arrived. Who needs yeah. Tom Tom when you've got a Julie Julie? I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think you, you, you're absolutely spot on, Glenn, with that. There, there is no such thing as time or space. It doesn't, time doesn't exist. It's, it's a man-made assessment, isn't yeah. it? It's a man-made concept. So to keep order, all of, isn't it, I guess. So, so with that in mind, all of our past lives and all of our future lives are all happening in this present moment. Now. In yeah. parallel, literally in parallel moments to each other. And I believe as well that, um, you know, in every moment in our life where we have a choice to make, you know, it could be some, something as simple as, do I make a cup of tea or don't I? You know, there's still choice there and there's a path that splits in several different ways. Yeah. Now, from my understanding, all those paths are still living um, yep. at They're that same available. time. Yeah. yeah. A bit like, I don't know if you remember going back to the 80s, there were some books called the Choose Your Adventure books. 
and yes, you yeah. had a narrative for the story and it branched out at certain points within that story, but they all reached different conclusions, but the book ended, if that makes sense. So I feel mm-hmm. as though there's a bit of a parallel there with with our lives and going into yeah, past Yeah, absolutely. Life. It's always a bit like the Back <clears throat> to the Future movies yeah. because of what happened when they changed the course of the history, the whole paradox of everything changed completely. Yeah, yeah. Um, was it the second or the third one? It was uh, quite dark because of a decision that was made. So I wonder how many parallel paths we are on at the minute, Glenn, bearing in mind, let's say, I suppose we choose everything. We choose every path Mm -hmm. and we have chosen every path from birth. Whether it's subconsciously or consciously. Yeah, I'd say pre-birth, you know, before we incarnated. Yeah, we, yeah. we have an agreement, don't we? A soul contract soul agreement. with our soul group. So we have an inf- infinite number of lives going off at the minute, don't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of ties in with me when I think I'm connected to um, Atlantean and the Egyptians. Um, I just know I'm connected and I think it's all happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. It comes through in my healing Do sessions. you feel that that's... I know that you you work with Atlantean and Egyptian energies. Do you feel that that's past life stuff, Julie? Then, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I've obviously not been. I've not been to Egypt, and I've not been to Atlantis, and I have this obsession for crystals, and I like pyramids. I like anything Egyptian, and I can't explain why, but I know I'm connected. And uh, we did a song, didn't we, last? Friday, Glenn. Oh, we did, yeah. Uh, and funny enough, it's got an Egyptian theme to it. <laughs> it was a right surprise because it's quite a pop track, a dance pop track. And the next minute, Julie's channeling, and what do you know? It, it turns into a, an Egyptian pop track wow, <laughs> from out of the blue. That's amazing. And um, then the Athors came through uh, through yeah. Glenn as well at the end of the session, um, bringing messages through um, to me, to us you know, to mankind, really. Yeah. Explain that, mm, that one. Mm. It was very interesting, yeah. wasn't it, that? Yeah. I'm just going to say, how normal? <laughs> That's the new catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We ought to have a disclaimer with this pod- podcast, how normal. <laughs> do you, Julie, do you know with, with Atlantean and Egyptian... Um, energies that you work with i know that you work with those do you as well as that do you feel that you are tied to certain places do you have an interest in certain places or anywhere that you think i'd love to go there no i don't really i've just got this thing about egypt i mean there's all over the world there's loads of wonderful places but i just feel a a real connection to there and i can't explain it really i've from a very early age, I've bought Egyptian figures. Uh, I've got pyramid. <laughs> you know, it's I. I feel quite powerful in myself as well. I know that sounds a bit strange, but I don't know where that power comes from. It's not a power as in using a power, but there's like an inner strength there. Uh, I feel quite detached a lot of the time as well. And of course, there's the the alien uh, races as well. Mm. Um, yeah, it's so all let's going not, on at the same time for let's me. Let's not forget then as well that actually we have past lives and future, present lives. We have present lives yeah. on not just this planet. We are living simultaneous, simultaneously on other planets at the same time. Yeah. Because we don't just incarnate on this one earth, do we? No. That's true. Um, you've just reminded me there of... Um, something I heard from the late, great Dolores uh, Cannon, who did um, hypnotherapy. And what she did is she um, hypnotized people back into their past lives. And she had a few sessions with clients, and they could even remember back when they were inanimate objects, such as rocks. And they described where they were, what they saw, uh, the feelings, they went into a level of depth. And uh, I remember hearing her say, Dolores, this is, how fascinating she found that because, um, you know, it opened up the potential that we're not just um, uh, humans, animals, you know, we do incarnate as as such as rocks and we think that they haven't got a life source. But um, 
she confirmed that they had have, yeah. through this experience and this experiment that she did. So it's um, it's uh, infinite, isn't it? Mm. Infinite. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Kathy. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just kicked my microphone there. Sorry if you heard that. Um, Kathy. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's time to delve into um, mm-hmm. Somalia. Samaria. Samaria. Or then. <clears throat> Samaria. Now, this is a strange one. I had, how normal? I had a bit how of normal? A, a prompt. <laughs> a bit of a prompt of that one today okay. from a doctor, but that's another strange one. He ended up confessing he was a Freemason to me. Oh. oh. Okay. You do the funny handshake? No. <laughs> he just did it as a, I didn't know whether he did it as a brag or whatever, and I says, oh, there's a bit of a theme developing here. I used to develop a Freemason. I used to date a Freemason. Ah. A bit of a theme developing. Ah. <laughs> there's always there's always a story behind this. Um, so I, I used to date a Freemason. But I think the reason that I met him or dated him, when I started dating him, I didn't know he was a Freemason, was for him to introduce me to his friend who actually passed this year. Oh. And... This friend of mine, and I will mention him by name, Rob, was one of the my dearest soulmates. I know we've shared many lifetimes together. And the first time I met him, this is to do with Samaria, but it's a bit of a long way around. I met him in a, a pub and it was his anniversary with his wife. And I'd never met him before. And he was a bit intoxicated and I was completely straight. And he, we suddenly had this deep discussion about Glastonbury mm-hmm. and Avalon. And then we had a discussion about how Jesus actually walked in the green fields of England and wow. how he was cl- he was actually um, an apprentice of Joseph of Arimathea, which means land of white rocks, which was Dover. Oh, and he yeah. was we had this really deep discussion and he was amazed that I knew about it. And he said, well, you do know I'm a Freemason and we base all our things on this temple. And I said, well, I keep having this reoccurring dream about this temple. So I started drawing all these symbols mm. and he said, you shouldn't know any of those. They're all secret. <laughs> and I drew all these symbols anyway. And just to say that how that closed. So the guy who I was seeing was this Rob's best friend. And we are still really close friends. Me, me and this guy, we, we really get on. We just, we just weren't meant to be together romantically. Yeah. But again, we've shared several. We've shared a past life in Lakota in um well between Canada and North America together and we both know and we both have memories of that um but we were together in Samaria and the way Rob described it for example in this it the way out in the dream again I was a young girl and I was an apprentice I was an apprentice to this priest and he wore a hood because he had a skin disfigurement and uh, when I told Rob that I said you're him and Rob said to me he talked. He, t- he actually talked talk to his friend and went, "Have you been doing pillow talk? Have you told her? Have you told her about off?" And he says, "I swear, I've never mentioned your knowledge of our past lives together." So I told him this, and it was all part of anyway. But the happy part of this, well, happy, sad, strange. I actually got to visit Glastonbury this year. It was one of yeah. my things to oh, do nice for my fiftieth. Yeah. yeah, and on that day. I messaged Rob and said, I'm in Glastonbury and I remember the first time I met you. And he died two weeks later. (gasps) And I am so happy. I have actually just telling you, I've gone all goosebumpy. I am so happy uh, that we completed that cycle of love and friendship um, in this life. Even yeah. though it was completely random. When I went to Glastonbury, I couldn't help it. I automatically thought of Rob and the conversation that we'd had. Yeah. And then, yeah, even though we didn't connect physically, we connect over message. On a different level. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that was that was Samaria. Mm-hmm. And I believe a lot of the, a lot of our souls remember Samaria. A lot of us have travelled. And Samaria is very strongly linked with Egypt right. and Atlantean uh-huh. and... Um, okay. So the, they they were and the alchem they started the alchemy. They were always the ones who were trying to do the alchemic gold, and that's where that and uh, the Egyptians were obsessed with gold and yeah. the magic of gold. So ancient Samaria is actually predates um, uh, Egypt. Egypt. Yeah. So I just think that's the connection there. As soon as you started talking about Egypt, I immediately thought about the Samarian yeah. connection. 
So I just wanted to share that one because that was a tribute to lovely Rob as well that's and his dear that's, wife. That's lovely. Bless him. Wow. So that's mm, Samaria. Fascinating. <laughs> I yeah. think I think as well when we um, when we look at past lives, I think it's important. Although it's an exciting stories, and I think one day I'll have to write stories about all my memories because some of them are lovely stories. I think it's important that what we gain from that is the lessons that we need to learn in this life, life from yeah. this. As as Glenn so rightly said, there is no such thing as time, and these things are happening syn- synchronistically, yes, and yeah. simultaneously. And I do think it's important to remember that um, one of the the North American Indian ones is the one again. Uh, Phil and I feel that we've we've shared. Um, I know, in in that life, I actually died. Um, I was doing revenge on my tribe that had been massacred by the white man, and I was a a man in that life. I definitely know I was a warrior, um, and I feel very drawn. Like when I do martial arts, I can feel that warrior thing in me still now. And uh, I actually died because I stopped because I saw um, a, a white child running out of a burning building and I couldn't kill him. Wow. And in that moment I paused, I was shot. Right. And even now in this life, all I want to do is rescue children who are suffering from trauma and coming wow. out of figurative burning buildings. So I feel that that lesson has gone round. Has it? gone yeah. round. Yeah. I mean, I hope I won't lose my life over it this time. I no. hope I'll dedicate my life to it. <laughs> but yeah. I'm just saying, I do think it is that. that. I think also um, skills that we have in this life, you know, how can you just be suddenly natural with something and be gifted? You must have done it before, mm. you know, in another life. Yeah. You know, mm. Music or art, you know, you can just sort of play um, naturally. I know we can learn lots of things and to add to the skill sets, but some people are just... You know, they pick up a racket and they can play or, you know, golf or whatever. And we can draw on those gifts, can't we, in skills? Yeah. And it can even be practical things, can't it? You know, you just said about playing music. I can remember, I've joked about being a scullery maid in so many lives, and I know I have, not not very, I'm not one of those who go, oh, yes, I was an Egyptian princess. (laughs) No, (laughs) no, I was always a scullery maid or, or, well, I've been a witch as well. But, you know, I've all, you know, and I've always been able to make fire. And in this life, from being a very young child, and I don't mean setting fire to things, but it's always been a skill <laughs> I've had. I, I, I can always get a fire going or make a fire. Yeah. And I've always had that obsession with making a fire oh, in the yeah. hearth. And I think that's because for so many of my lifetimes, that has been my role, doing it, yeah. to make a fire in the hearth. It's true though, isn't it? It makes you wonder, you know, it's, with the yeah. music, for me, it's, I don't know where it comes from. Is it, you know, it's just there. Mm. And so I enjoyed that and I developed it and obviously then did study and qualify, but I could already play a lot of things and, you know, where does it come from? It was in your you soul. Know? Yeah. It was in yeah. your soul it's before there. you came and learnt it in this life. Absolutely. Yeah. I know many years ago I, I did um, a self sort of hypnosis um, mini disc, so I'm going back a few years, and this was like a past life regression. And I don't remember them in the level of detail that you do, Kathy. But I do recall I was uh, a young coloured girl back in the on the Mississippi River. River. I remember seeing that. I remember seeing mis- myself as this girl wearing a, a gingham style checked dress. I had hair in like pigtails, and I remember seeing the steamboat going across the Mississippi. Wow. Mississippi River. Uh, another one I remember being um, a lady, I would say in her early 30s in London around the early 1920s. And I just remember the hustle and bustle of that time. And I actually saw myself wearing one of those, do they call them like bonnets? And, and this lady had a haircut short and curled just below the ear. So it's quite short, but the hat was sort of the predominant style that she had and I just remember rushing about but the the most dominant one I remember was being um a monk funnily enough and I I remember wearing that cowl there 
I just remember that peace, that calmness. And for me, um, I can totally resonate with that because I'm like that in this lifetime. I'm very calm, very relaxed, almost asleep because I'm that relaxed. And um, I do enjoy peace and quiet. You know, although I am a musician and I'm a drummer as well, but I do enjoy that peace and quiet. And, um, you know, I can sit there on my own in my thoughts and, and just enjoy that process. So I feel as though a lot of that has come from that past life experience, or should I say um, the life that's occurring the same time as this one. Yeah. <laughs> can I just say something as you were talking, yeah. Glenn? I just got a real, I call them light bulb movements, okay. fist movement. Um, all of those things you've just described seem quite opposite, you know, like a young girl in a bustling yeah. and then a monk. And yet we are all multifaceted. We've yeah. all got certain aspects of our personality. So, yes, you are very quiet and relaxed and studious, but you have got that extrovert, drummer, buzzy side. So maybe that's where that comes from, that her personality. She could have been musical. She could have been a like a flapper girl or something like that. That's what I got there yeah, at that moment well. in time. I just got that. And I just thought, yes, these are all, we're all, I want to say fractals. I know that's a bit of a posh yeah, but yeah. we are. That's a good choice of words. Yeah. We yeah. are all that's fractals right. and Definitely. we are all multifaceted and each site, each aspect of us has come from somewhere, somewhere. Is, yeah. or some place in time and space. And that is an aspect of you that is still embodied in the soul that is you now, Glenn. So that's, it just came to me. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, that, that totally resonates with me, what you said. Mm. Um, I do need to revisit that uh, mini disc. I need to dig it out and do that again because it was probably about 15 years ago when I did this. So it'd be nice to uh, maybe record myself um, speaking out what I'm experiencing and then I'll get to that level of detail. Mm. Mm. That would be good. Yeah. I don't know why when you were, when you were talking, Glenn, I just yeah. wanted to sing by the, I wanted to sing to you. I wanted to sing and it's, it doesn't sound related at all, but I just wanted to sing the rivers of, ba rivers of Babylon, Babylon at you for oh, some reason. You know what? That's, so I'll leave that with you. <laughs> I've loved that song. It, that takes me back to my childhood. Me and my sister used to sing along to that and dance in the, in the front room. <laughs> so yeah, you took me back to my childhood. <clears throat> I'd got another song earlier on. And I think it's just the fact that when Kathy talks about uh, the Lincoln past life, when she talks about the inn, and when she talks about a bit self being the the buxom. <laughs> lass. Lass. <laughs> the lady. I always get a vision of the inn from Les Miserables. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Master of... Master of the house, that one. Yeah. I always see that. I always get a vision of that when Kathy talks about that. Sorry, Kathy. That's okay. I don't <laughs> mind being Helena Bonacarte. I, I can cope with that one. <laughs> There's worse people to be likened to. That's the image. That's just the image that I get from when you talk about that with the straw on the floor. and. Mm. <laughs> but I think it is, well, I mean, that was obviously slightly later. That was more 18th century. But I think right up until... From the 16th century onwards, that is how inns were. They were quite rough and ready yeah. places. You know, people did have straw on the floor. That's how people with mm -hmm. muddy boots, that's how they came in, put the muddy boots, and they'd just sweep the old hay out and put new hay in. in. There. Yeah. And that's how it was. And you had big metal tankards. And I mean, I can remember seeing on my granddad's, um, he, he loved this old metal tankard he'd had from when he was in the steelworks. That was what they used to drink beer out of. Flagons of ale, they used to call it. <laughs> and they used to drink beer out of. But I can remember when I used to see them, it used to make me think, I've seen them before somewhere, yeah. even as a little girl. And now looking back, I think, yeah, no I probably had, but in another life. But we carry, that. that's those deja vu moments you were talking about earlier, Julie. And I know I keep, I feel like I'm going on about this, but I do feel they are all aspects of who we are. Yeah. Every single life we've lived and mm. learned. We have been there, but on a different... Or we yeah. still are there, or still part of us is existing there. Uh, and yeah. um, That sense of justice, just going back to the North American Indian one, that just, just came to me just then about an aspect of who we are. I can remember as a little girl sat with my granddad and watching John Wayne and crying when the Indians got shot. 
And I never yeah. understood. And I went, it's our land. And my granddad turned to me and said, what did you say? I went, it's <laughs> our land. Why are they killing us? And my granddad said, I don't know what you're talking about, Kathy. Go see grandma and scooted <laughs> me into the kitchen. But I remember that vividly at seven, hating it when the Indians got shot, shot yeah. in the John Wayne films. Mm. I think this, um, I've always been drawn to Whitby. Oh, personally. Oh, yeah, Very yeah. Kind. me too. And I think you've been drawn to Whitby, haven't you, Cathy? Yes, but I'm not, that's a very, that's a memory I feel I need to find or explore yeah. or do some more regression. We don't know why. We we went on holiday there together, didn't we, Phil? We yeah. took my daughter when she'd been ill and her friend away to like just recoup for a few days. And um, we both walked down, well, I can tell you where it is, the bottom where the 99 steps oh, are. Oh, yeah, I've mm. walked down those steps recently, yeah. yeah. Well, couple of years ago they're lovely yeah. aren't they lovely so at the bottom you go down a very narrow street and there's shops on one side and um terrace houses and we stopped and i just nipped down um an alley to tie my shoelaces i don't know why i went down the alley and and then phil went with me that we both picture talk and we had a we, he said let's take a photo here and the photo was really strange we and just, distorted yeah. oh. and it didn't look like either of us on this photo we looked really weird didn't we, we both looked strange and we both said we've been here before and those energies were like superimposed we, we i wish we hadn't deleted the photo because we both were very vain and said that's not doesn't look like us we're not getting rid of it <laughs> and now looking back we think Oh dear! We kept it. Really wish we'd have kept yeah. it. There were strange lights all around, and um, your face looked really broad, didn't it? Yeah, really like a really broad that's, face. That's sort of a, um, a light bulb moment there, because I on photographs half the time I I don't look like myself. <laughs> that's probably what it is. Yeah. Yeah, and I wonder don't... whether it's our energies coming yeah. through from other lives. There's not many photographs I actually like of myself. That's probably why. Julie, are you talking about your skin colour again? <laughs> no, <laughs> just doesn't look like me. <laughs> the skin colour was something recent. <laughs> I've moved on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I recently heard um, somebody talking about... Um, your sole name, although we have this name for this incarnation and, you know, other names for previous carnations, but someone was talking about, I think it was an online podcast I was listening to, um, of going back and tracing your true soul name. Oh. And, you know, that could quite literally just be a sound, mm. a tone, you know, not necessarily a mm. name as we would uh, comprehend a name, but I just, that. That really fascinated me. I'd love to delve deep into that at some stage. I suppose if you go back and back and back, then we're all just called Om. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. That's fascinating. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to um, learn more about that. Actually, do some channeling soul, on that. soul names. Mm. Mm. I think that. Mm. I think that's possibly to do with even as. Or being from Stardust, you know, we say being a sound, we could even yeah. be a sound, we could even be a sound or a vibration. And there are certain vibrations that do trigger in us certain emotions and certain feelings. I agree maybe, with that. Yeah. Maybe it could be from that even, then. just going yeah. back to the, the... I know you said everything's on, which it is, but there's it's all the those... It's the sound, isn't it's it? It's all those yeah. variations. It's like a, like of, a trigger sound or... So do you think our soul name would be more of a vibration than an actual, because in spirit we don't use words, we don't use, we don't use names, really. names do we? I feel like a tone. Mm, yeah. But an, an unearthly tone, you know how we have the scales, the musical scales down here, I feel it's beyond that, it's beyond our comprehension. Have you, sorry, uh, again, light bulb moment. Have you, you, because you're so into music and tones, Glenn, have yeah. you ever uh, listened to those sounds of space that they sometimes record and the sounds of Platin, uh, um, Saturn's moons? Uh, many uh, years ago, yes. Yes. It's very hypnotic. And isn't they're it? very hypnotic, but mm. they're very, obviously, they're unearthly because they're from space. Yeah. But they're very like, mm, they sound like singing bowls. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And they've got that very high. And I'm just wondering if that would be our soul resonance, if we've all got a very similar high-pitched tonal range mm. like that. Mm. Anyway, we've, we've drifted from past lives to our we very have. origins of life. <laughs> and yeah. I suppose we, we only hear 
Is it 20%? We only we only hear 20% of all sound. That's correct, yeah. And do we only see 20% as well? We only pick up on 20% of... Well, we had a discussion, didn't we, just before the podcast started about synesthesia, how you can hear... You could, Sorry, I, when I smell, I see colour a lot often oh, yes, with smell. Oh, yes, yeah. And I think often that's the same with sound. When you hear certain sounds, certain sounds feel like a certain colour. Colour, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that's that's all mm. to do with... So why, why have we got that innate knowledge? It has to be from our past lives. It has to be from our past experiences that we have got that innate recognition. I think um, when you were talking about the... This the that smell of colour, Kathy. I think we we can pick up on smells of, let's say, illnesses as well. And I know dogs do yeah. that. Yeah, no animals, animals do, do that. that. Um, and I'll tie it in. <clears throat> and we are coming off topic a bit, but it doesn't really matter, does it? Before my dad passed away ten years ago, it will be ten years in June. Um, he always had a smell. I could always yeah. smell something. And it was, to me, it was the smell of cancer. It, it passed with cancer. Right. And it was that smell. And I always associated that smell. And then um, a couple of years after, I was working, doing some energy work on somebody. Um, and I could smell that. I could smell that, smell. that same oh, smell. And I didn't know. Yeah. Didn't I didn't know what this person was going through. Um but it did turn out actually that this person also had cancer. So I think we can oh. pick up on different illness smells as yeah. well. Mm. Like we can pick up on smells of colour. But again, I do believe, sorry, I'm bringing it back. I do believe that is a gift you probably had as a healer in a past life. Mm. Yeah. That, that ability, that connection that we had. Smell, yeah. Is, yeah. That we can yeah. smell. We can smell illness and we can smell... I think we can smell emotions. You can smell joy on people. Yeah. yeah. People yeah. smell different when they're happy, don't they? Because of all the pheromones and, yeah, and, and yeah, the things that you give out. Yeah. Or look at a yeah. mother that's just uh, giving birth to a new baby, you know, not discounting all the medical smells, but like you quite rightly say there, Cathy, there's a, a certain aroma there, isn't there, oh, of joy? Yeah. Un, yeah. It's amazing. I've really enjoyed this session. It's been it's really been fascinating. Really it's been lovely to be able to we've, come and discuss things. We've got one minute left, so just... Got to wind um, it down. One thought, one thought to leave us with. Imagine that every single person we meet is one of our past or future lives. Yeah. How does that make you feel about that person? How does that make you treat that person? Mm. We'll leave you with that one. Something and to ponder kindness. on. How would you treat yourself? So, on that note, yes. thank you. Thank you for coming again, Cathy. Well, it's you, been Kathy. lovely to yeah, see thank you. you thank yeah. you, Glenn. Thank you, Julie. Thank, thank you, you for Phil. a fantastic um, session on Past Lives. It's been really enjoyable, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Brill, thank you. Namaste, everybody. Namaste. Thank you very much. See you next time. Thank you. Take care. Namaste. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening and continuing to support the Full Circle Podcast. We would love for you to subscribe and share. Don't forget to find us on our official Facebook page. Until next time, have a good time, all of the time.